I've seen it at the library a couple times, and I'm like, the, the price is too high. There I have to carry it to the counter and check out. And I'm like, eh, not really willing to do make that much effort. But absolutely free? I'm kind of on board. Yeah, this, this sucks, but it's cool. I technically made fun of a dead dude. I don't know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm going through puberty right now. Do you think Susie likes me? Let's mush them together and see what happens. Shit happens. Waka waka. Put me on the cover of the Blu-ray. And the award for best podcast of the year goes to... Movie Freaks! Congratulations, dude. Congratulations. Very proud of us. Done a lot of hard work. Just kidding, it was Moonlight. <laughs> oh, awkward. Awkward now. Awkward. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And how are we doing this fine evening, sir? Um, We're doing pretty good. A couple of little technical issues. Um... Couple swear words at the computer, and now we're we're up and running, so we're good. All right. Yep. Uh, Canadian Hunter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cheers to that. That's uh, <sighs> salute. Same here. Well, it's good to be back on the back on the mics and do yeah. a regular show. And yep. I thought you were going to say back on back on the ma- mics and back on the wagon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or not. Or, or not. Back or, off the or wagon. Off the wagon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a metric shit ton of movies to talk about this evening, and I'm sure you do too, as we have not recorded in almost three weeks. Wow. So let's not screw around anymore. Let's let's get through the roulette so that we can get to the recently watched, because I think that's where the gold is going to be this evening. Yes. Because I got some shit to talk about. Okay. Yep. I'm, uh, oh, I'm ready. So, last time on the roulette, it was The Thing from Another World and Devil Dog, The Hound of Hell. Uh, I'm already out of out of sync. Let's go to the roulette, where we dive into the ocean of uh, <laughs> movies and try and find the, the gems in the rough. And yeah, last time it was The Thing from Another World and Devil Dog, The Hound of Hell. And I'm going to let you go first. I don't know where we left off, but who cares? It was weeks ago. Devil Dog, The Hound okay. of Hell, please. Oh, this is actually this has not begun the uh, the TV movies, but uh, that was Killdozer. But Devil Dog has been co- that continually pushed me into this untapped reservoir of uh, TV movie awesomeness. So, Devil Dog: The Hound of Hell, and I'll get into more of that one recently watched. Um, directed by Curtis Harrington from 1978 uh a dog that is a minion of satan terrorizes a suburban family um <laughs> wacky wacky shenanigans uh yeah uh, for a full hour and 35 minutes there you go it's it's hilarious hilarious um in the best way possible uh richard uh Krenna is the the dad that must literally travel around the world to figure out what's going on with their uh, devil dog hound from hell. Uh, hound of hell, I'm sorry. He literally goes to another country to figure out, oh, that's what's going on with my dog. Okay. It's great. It's like, oh, it's okay. We're going to another country now and being with Buddhist monks or something in caves because they explain things and stuff. Uh, it's all cr- because of the family pet. 
Well, the, in the beginning, um, this is, <laughs> the movie is hilarious. Uh, there's a coven of Satan worshippers or whatever, and they, uh, they decide to bring Satan back through a dog, and then they kill the, this family's dog, and, of course, right then is when this truck shows up full of, when this guy is giving away puppies, which he's obviously a member of this cult. And so sad girl on her birthday, her dog dies, by the way. They, they kill her dog. So the, on her birthday, then she gets this new puppy, which then, then we follow their, their lives as the dog gets older and the family gets weirder and people start dying around them. And the dog has glowing green, I think, eyes every now and then. It's a German shepherd. And, uh, then all of a sudden it, uh, turns into a big devil dog type thing by the end, which is great. It's just this huge puppet thing that I'm trying to compare it to something and it's... Beethoven uh, meets the omen? Kind of, yeah. It, it, it makes so little sense. And as with so many of these two TV movies of the week, it ends on a, like a... Uh, it just ends like kind of that that abrupt weird TV ending. You're like, oh, okay, it's over, and then the credits are done in like 15 seconds. It's like so, but uh, it's hilarious the the what Richard Crenna has to go through in order to actually stop this dog, and the wife and the kids become minions of this Satan dog, um, and they're just awful, awful in the movie. But in the best way possible. But if you want to see what the dog actually looks like, I, I just went on to IMDb and typed in devil, devil Dog. And it says photos. And there's a picture of the, I don't know, the, the video cover. And then there's a picture of the actual dog. And it looks like a, it looks like a lion like with a big mane that's completely black and then has little horns. It's cute. Sweet. Uh, so, oh, yeah, of course, thumbs up. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was, was I, this like, it sounds to me like this was more like, um, kind of Corman bad rather than mystery science theater bad. Yeah, it was, uh, it was long. Um, but like if they would have, the one thing they should have cut out was when Richard Crenna goes to another country to find out the, the origins of the dog. And I'm like, what are you doing? And that all of that could have been cut out easily and lost nothing. But, but, that made the movie all the goofier and weird, and it like yeah. it slowed the pace down. To, I'm like, this is so absurd. Who okayed this? So it was almost like a yeah, I'm good. I'm, I like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Devil Dog. Yeah, it's a it's a thumbs up from a a low rent horror junkie like me. But that's it's not one that most people will like. But I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I got you. Okay, you ready for the thing from another world? Yes. From 1951, a United States Air Force crew is dispatched from Anchorage, Alaska at the request of Dr. Carrington, the chief scientist of a North Pole scientific outpost. They have evidence that an unknown flying craft has crashed in their vicinity, so reporter Ned Scott tags along for the story. Oh, Ned. Ned. <laughs> uh, so this is a uh, the original version of John Carpenter's The Thing, but it's more than that, too. It's also... It starts earlier than the... This almost kind of like starts halfway through the prequel of the thing that came after John Carpenter's thing, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. This starts a lot earlier than John Carpenter's movie, and that part was pretty interesting. Uh, there is a definite... How do I put this? 
There is a definite time frame that this was made that doesn't generally connect with you and me. Mm. Which mm. is to say, it's the high pants, high fast talking. What you doing, fella, over there? I'm going oh. over here, I'm going up here to see about this. And it's like, all right, calm down. And little things like, we're in, we're in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's, it's 40 below out there, Captain. Yep. And you just came walking in with a suit and a coat. And it was, yeah. I, 40 below my ass. You wouldn't have made it from the, co- damn yeah. it. I just, rec- I just looked at your shirt. The Star Trek, or <laughs> yeah, we're wearing the same exact oh, damn Star Trek shirt. Of course, of course. Oh, wow, <sighs> big gay Skype high five. Oh, I guess. Hey, hi, L L A P. Um. That was, by the way, that's great how you explained it because I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. With the, the the acting style. Yep. Ugh, I did not like that at all. And that works in some stories, but in this kind of story, it... it nah. Especially because we're so connected with John Carpenter's movie. And I will say this, okay? It's worth a watch. I think you should check it out just for being a massive fan of John Carpenter's The Thing. Just to have checked it off the list, it's, it's worth it for that. But it, it is by no... Like, The Day the Earth Stood Still, way better than this, mm. in my opinion. I know you didn't really care for that, but there, like, that kind of stuff works. Where here in this, it was just weird. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, the the thing, quote-unquote, the thing? Yeah. It's more like Frankenstein from space. It's one big burly dude that wanders around and knocks people over. Uh, where this sets itself apart from other science fiction of the time is uh, the special effects, like, well... Not even necessarily special effects, but some of the ideas like the UFO crash landing and how they approach that. I would actually want to go back and watch John Carpenter's movie, The Thing, because I feel like they looked at some pictures of the crash site at when they went to investigate the Swedish-Norwegian place, whatever. They looked at some pictures that they had taken from the crash site, and I seriously wonder if those weren't still frames from the original this movie. Oh, wow, really? I could be totally wrong on that, but some of the some of the frames where they were pausing around the crash site, I was like, that looks a lot like those pictures from the Norwegians' camp. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So if that's, I really hope that's true because that would make me love John Carpenter's version even more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, boy. I mean, uh, then from then on, the rest of the movie is very similar to Carpenter's, except. It's one Frankenstein monster, there's no gore, and or blood, and everybody talks fast. Or scares. Is it really scary? I, nah. Yeah. A checklist movie. You've, you've now watched it. Yep. And I'm glad that I, I am glad that I did. And I think that you should at least give it a watch sometime. I will. I, I do want to. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Go ahead. You're up first. Okay. Um, yeah. Pulling up my list Sell here. Movies, sir. Okay. So, for you on the roulette, we start with Kill Command. Um, 2016, and directed by Stephen Gomez, set in a near-future technology-reliant society that pits man against killing machines. 
Um, and I am on IMDb, by the way, and the, the cover looks just great. Um, uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's a Netflix gamble. Uh, I've been anticipating this one for a while. The trailers look sweet. Um, so Too good to be true, actually. Yeah. Next up is Gantz. Is it is it Gantz Zero, I think? Gantz O or Gantz Zero. Uh, the 3D CG film will cover the manga's Asaka arc. That's the IMDb thing. Um, oh, so I'm, unfortunately, that's, I'm not on Netflix right now, and I'm on IMDb, so you probably know what that means. I, no, I don't, actually. Oh, you don't? Oh, really? Okay. It has something to do with an anime, I guess, but okay. I was surprised today because I was looking for horror movies for you to replace a shitty movie I took off the roulette, mm-hmm. and this is listed under horror movies. Looks very science fictiony to me. Yeah, science fiction anime, but it was listed under horror, so that interesting. Anyway, oh, okay. Um, well, anyway, it uh, there you go. It might be something you never know. It it feels like a you movie. Yes, uh, it does. So, <laughs> and this one here, honestly, I almost watched this one, uh, but. I, cause I really want to see this, but I'm like, ah, this, let's throw it your way and see what happens. Um, and that is, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, from 2017, this just came out. This is a Netflix original, I believe. Uh, when a depressed woman is burglarized, she finds a new sense of purpose by tracking down the thieves alongside her obnoxious neighbor, but they soon find themselves dangerously out of their depth against a pack of degenerate criminals. And I love the way Elijah uh, Elijah Wood looks, that is Elijah Wood, right? Yes. The way he looks in the, uh, at least the poster on IMDb and just the, the, the promo stuff I've seen him, like he just looks, he, he looks, ugh, kind of gross. Yeah, the trailer for this was also very good. So, there you go, there's your three. And this one here is, uh, would this be a, it, on IMDb it says it's a crime drama thriller. So, all that matters to me is it's a Netflix original, so. That's or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, this week, or this week, I keep saying this week, like we recorded last week, and it hasn't been three weeks. Uh, this time around on the roulette, I've changed up more picks, I think, huh. in the history of the show. <laughs> but as you know, it's gotten difficult to stick only to Netflix, and they keep adding stuff. So I'm like, oh, this looks better than the crap I've read previously threw on there so i'm gonna change it up so uh okay start let's start off with the strongest one this is your sure bet star men it's a documentary four of the world's leading astronomers celebrate 50 years of friendship and exploration on a reunion road trip through the american southwest and all of these picks i'm giving you tonight have been trailer approved i add i i cleaned out my queue this week just oh what's that let's go to youtube and watch the trailer Nope. Yeah. Ain't got time for that. Nobody got time for that shit. Uh, next up, The Salvation. Uh, in 1870s America, a peaceful American settler kills his family. Uh, who cares? It's a Western, but the reason I added it is Mads Mickelson, Eva Green, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. This is a step down. The trailer was good, but it looked like just kind of a poorly cut trailer. But then again, it has these people in it, so... Yeah. Has Mads Mikkelsen been in a bad movie? It's worth this. Yeah. And then I was just replacing my third pick because I went and watched the trailer and it was garbage. 
<laughs> Steven Seagal thing. I was like, nope, I'll never watch that, so I'm not throwing it to you. So instead, I replaced it with from 1980. Ah. Return to the 36th Chamber. Ooh. This would be the, the sequel to the, the Sha- you know, what is it? Uh, 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Which is one of my all-time favorite, favorite kung fu movies ever. That is one of, probably in the top three. And it star- stars Gordon Liu. And I watched the trailer, and it looks hilariously awesome for that era and that kind of stuff. But, I always like to try and throw you a horror movie, so I got a bonus for you. Where you're getting oh. four picks this oh, week. Oh, wow, okay. And lastly, Uncaged. And I passed the trailer test. A sleepwalking teen straps a camera to himself and discovers a sinister family secret. Uh, he's a wolfman, werewolf thing. And the reason I decided to toss it this way, your way, I know you're desperate for horror. It looked decent, and it definitely was gory. The trailer was gory. I mean, huh. like legit head-splitting, intestines flying gory. I... I'm not promising anything, but... I, I at least wanted to give you the option. Great. Okay. Wow. Okay. You threw me for a curveball on that return to the 36th chamber. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I mean, that one's sure to at least be entertaining. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if that would reach the dizzying, awesome heights of the first one. That first one rules. Yeah. But I have the first one on Blu-ray, actually. that's I love that movie. Well, oh. who knows? It was... The trailer was hilarious. And... It was perfect. It was, that's what I want in my old school kung fu bullshit. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So I get to pick first, right? Mm hmm. Okay. Um, oh boy. If I would have had a little bit more time to think about it, I probably would have taken return to the 36th chamber, but I was pretty set on Starman. That sounds interesting, and I'm I'm due for another documentary watch off of Netflix. So I think I'm going to stay with what I originally wanted. Um, Starman. It's, it's the safest pick. Yep, it is. Did you already watch it? No, no. Oh. Um, but I did. I did. I did sample. I checked out. Well, the the two. The obviously the other two you just threw my way, but the other two I I made sure that that is something that I would actually watch, and yeah. So, cool. there you go. Okay, and for me, that Gantz Zero thing, that's a shoe in I'm going to watch that thing as soon as possible. So, that's too easy to take, and while it's a Netflix original, Netflix originals haven't struck out for me yet, that title's too long. And that... Eh, yeah. The trailer was excellent, but the title, the stupid long wordy title... I don't know. So I'm going to take Kill Command, and the reason being, that's not a Netflix original as far as I know, and the trailers look way too good to be true, so I'm sure I'm going to push play on that and within 10 minutes be like, oh, good, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so I need a little bit of a kick in the ass to actually watch that one, so yeah. that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, you know that I don't feel at home in this world anymore? That's like one of those long titles, like the one that I watched on, on one of our roulettes where the... I'm the That's pretty, exactly what pretty thing that lives I'm, in the blah, 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 blah. The girl that lives in the house or something. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get, That's supposed to be kind of cool to have a long title like that. But it's, no, it's too long. <laughs> oh, now you're saying that. Yeah. After I made a whole title card where you're like, yeah. yeah. I'm the butterfly that flies down yeah. the street. <laughs> of the... 
But walks home alone I, I have a feeling in my Iranian film, and one of us will will end up watching. I don't feel at home in this world anymore, though. I would guess. Yeah, so. I agree. As soon as I get back onto Netflix, I I haven't been there in weeks. No, that's not entirely true. I've been watching a little bit of anime. They added a second season of an anime that I really liked called The Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. So I've been watching a little bit of that. But other than that, it's mostly just been TV on Netflix. Movies over there, it's just, you know, hey, they go through dry times as much as yeah. the theaters do, I guess. Yeah, you're right. The only thing that I've been watching on Netflix is whatever my kids want to watch before bed. It's like a little bit of Netflix. But other than that, it's been, it's a ghost town over there for me. It's, there's just nothing that... Well, you're, you're a horror guy. Yeah, I know. I... That, that is the genre that they have... That is a wasteland right now. It is. There is nothing there. Yeah. Yep, I agree. But there's other avenues uh, which we'll be getting into later. Um, some some fun stuff that I've been watching. You'll you'll see. Okay, so next time we're next week, it will be Kill Command up against Starmen. Should be interesting. Yeah. All right, let's move on to recently watched, and we've got a lot to get through. We have an hour, and I'm going to burn through the garbage as quickly as I can so that we can get to the good stuff. But the good stuff might also be garbage. I have an interesting, some interesting films to talk about tonight. <laughs> but you get to go first, sir. Okay. Uh, take it away. Do whatever you want. If you want to do twos and threes and whatever, okay. you don't have to get through everything tonight because obviously uh, yeah. you have a lot of catch up to do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not planning on getting through everything. I'm just going to hit on the ones that I really wanted to to have some discussion on. First off, I just got done watching uh, Kong Skull Island at the theater. A uh, full review of that will be up on our uh, Movie Freaks Facebook page on uh, Tuesday the... What would it be? The 13th, maybe? Um, 14th. Anyway, yeah. So, my, my full review uh, will follow here soon. But, needless to say, I enjoyed it. So, to hear more about that, uh, tune into Facebook. So, for actual reviews, so I hinted at this with the roulette pick with that devil dog. I have actually, um, you know me, I get onto a kick and then I just binge. And uh, so I've been getting into TV movies made back in the 70s and the 80s because Netflix, or Netflix, um, the other channel on uh, online, you can watch them all. They're all... They're all on there in fairly crappy quality, but they're on there. And so I started doing some research and I made a master list of ones that I want, I want to watch, uh, just because they, they sound kind of good. And at the very least, I figure, Hey, at the very bare minimum, these are shot on film and these will have a very, like these will have a very seventies or early eighties feel. So at the very least, I'm going to probably enjoy them. To that extent, like Killdozer and even Devil Dog, because I I enjoyed watching those. So I I've got a bunch of those that I'm going to be going through. But before that, let's get through the two movies that I didn't finish. Um, new release movies that I literally turned off, and I usually don't turn movies off. I'll start with the one that I got through 20 minutes of first, um, and that is the. I actually have to look it up because I don't know even how to say the entire title um, of the movie. Cause I'm it, always scared when you start off reviews this way because I'm like, oh, 
Fuck, what did I recommend? No, 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 no. This was this was this would actually be one that you'd be like, no, I, I'll never watch that. Um, so I started watching Miss. There it is, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Tim Burton's latest movie. Uh, got through twenty minutes of it, and then I said, you know what? Uh, life is too short. I would rather watch uh, Made for TV junk from this. Awful! Oh, awful! I was angry watching this movie. It's like, oh, okay, so you you like X-Men and Harry Potter. Let's mush them together and see what happens. Shit happens, and I turned it off. Um, so, yeah, anyway, go, 20, go 20, 20 minutes in, turned it off. The next movie, though, I got through even less of, and this one is one that I actually own on Blu-ray. I still And I still own less this. Less than 20 minutes, that's pretty impressive. Um, I got through five minutes of this movie. Oh, no, maybe closer to ten. Eh, maybe ten. Um, I mean, five is barely credits. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, but ten minutes, there was, I guarantee there was no more than ten minutes. Um, and this is one that I actually, uh, I was at the local family video and they had Inside Out, the, the Pixar movie, Inside Out, for two dollars or two fifty, or buy, buy two for five bucks on Blu-ray. I'm like, oh, okay. Inside Out, that's one that I'd like to have because it's a Pixar Disney movie. My wife, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen it yet. My wife watched it. She really liked it. Okay. I was going to say it's that bad. No, no, no. Yeah. So, but I needed to get another one to get that $5 deal. Yeah. 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 And so that's where I made that thing. Can I take a guess? I spit on your grave part four. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I wish. I wish. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Um, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Um... Yep. Um, no score. I, 10 minutes in, I'm like, this is awful. This is awful. I won't, I don't want to watch one more second of this garbage. So I turned it off. I mean, Miss Peregrine was worlds better than this. This was terrible. Um, just slickly shot PG tween shit. I hated it. Hated it. Um, so I mean, that's a word. I, that's a word we're going to be hearing a lot this episode is tween. Oh. <laughs> So I obviously I am not the person for this movie, but even even that then, uh, who is who is? Come on, it's, like, I, it's so bad. Like I've watched the original Pride and Prejudice, the the BBC movie, and I've watched the um, the movie that came out about ten years ago or whatever with. Um, oh man, I'm not sure the the bigger budget Abraham movie. Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It was the same thing, right? Well, that's this one here, yeah. But there was another Pride there the actual Pride and Prejudice movie, the actual old you know yeah, the, I understand that. Okay. I'm more likely to watch the one with the zombies than I am Pride and Prejudice. Oh, 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 it's bad. It's they they try to come up with some uh zombie folklore thing, whatever, and they can tell who's a zombie by flies buzzing around the person and oh you're a zombie anyway, I turned it off. I hated it. So for <laughs> Free Blu-ray. Anybody out there that wants a free Blu-ray, I have it, and I want to either give it out or burn it. So I'll take it. Oh, it's there. You go. I. It's. It's literally <laughs> not that. That two dollars is not worth taking up space in my collection. And hey, Addy might like it. So nah, it's worth the price of admission for me. You know, <laughs> it's all about cost with me because I'm yeah. such a cheap bastard, and at free. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of in when yeah. it's when it's zero. Then you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Oh, it's so 
bad. Oh, and I actually if nothing I want... else. It'll be a funnier review next week. There you go. But uh, by all means, you, it's. And I, I talk. I talked to my wife about it. She loves the original Pride and Prejudice, like that that storyline. I'm like, I couldn't get through ten minutes of it. Do you want to watch it? And she she's like, No, no, I I have zero interest in that. So. So yeah, it's, I've it's, seen it. At, I've seen it at the library a couple times, and I'm like, the the price is too high. There, I have to carry it to the counter. Yes, and check out. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> not really willing to do make that much effort. Uh, yeah, but absolutely free. I'm kind of on board. Yeah. Um, now, if you ask me to watch the original, like an actual Pride and Prejudice, I don't watch bonnet movies. Yeah, that's a that's what I call a bonnet movie. Yeah, and and see, that's what what, what made this so bad is that this is a bonnet movie. But with, but like, made for today's tweens, and it's horror, and oh. And for our audience, the reason I don't watch bonnet, uh, bonnet movies is because I grew up watching fucking Bonnet movies. Like, yeah. Anne of Green Gables was my mom and my sister's favorite shit, and I saw that shit so many times, and now they're trying to bring it, they're bringing it back again, and I just, I... Yeah. I think of Stewie Griffin flying to Hollywood with a stepladder so that he can climb up it and punch the <laughs> yes. guy in the face yes. for making the movie. Yeah, yes. that's what I want to do. Yeah, you want a good Bonnet Anna movie? Green Gables. Yeah, a good Bonnet movie, The Witch. There's a good Bonnet movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to do another one? or Nope, that's it. I wanted to get the complete garbage out of the way that I couldn't even finish. Because usually I can finish a movie. Um, usually I'm pretty good, but here I... <laughs> okay, well, I'll go lightning round and get the bottom of the barrel of my garbage out of the way. Uh, Jason Bourne. This would be the fourth one with Matt Damon, the fifth in the Bourne series. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, a couple days after we last recorded. Couldn't tell you one thing about this movie. Next up. No. We got... I, I don't remember anything about it. That was two weeks ago. I don't remember a, a damn thing. Matt Damon was in it... Um, car crash, uh, Las Vegas, roll credits. I yeah, can't remember why. Yeah, uh, I know. I, <laughs> I I don't I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, okay, next up, Goodwill Hunting. Revisited this one because why not? It's still a ten masterpiece. Moving on, uh, Black Hat from Michael Mann. Black Hat. Do you oh this one? oh, was that Thor? The, yeah, how was that? You know, it's it's a Michael Mann movie, so it's at least worth checking out. And I I remember it, but it, it was so polluted with hacker jargon that it was like no nobody but an IT guy is going to give a shit about this. Oh, we got to drop in the Trojan with the and I got to attack their so and so with it while I tap on my computer. It was like I I'm a I'm a computer guy. I'm totally lost. I don't know what they're talking about. Mm. And it, it's, it's, it can be very generically broke down into an outline of, we gotta get the good hacker out of jail because he's the only one that's good enough to help us find the bad hacker, and then we go find the bad hacker. Okay. They're the end. I mean, it's exactly what you would have expected from the trailer. That's was, it. was it a pretty well-made movie though, or like, it... For the most part. But I would put it kind of in the, what was the one he did with Johnny Depp being a gangster in the 50 or, uh, uh, public enemies? What was it? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. That was, that was worth one watch. Yeah. It's worth one watch. It's, it's okay. But 
no, no. Yeah. There is way more negative here than positive. Okay. In my opinion, it just didn't. I I wanted to like it, and I just oh yeah, he's a hacker. Thor is a fucking hacker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how. That's what hackers look like. They're yeah. they're they're supermodels, and yes. they're six four ripped. Yeah. But does yeah, he wear glasses? No. The glasses are what makes him the, the that's, yeah. there, there's, he's the hacker now. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, let me see if there's anything else I need to get checked off. That's a quickie. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Getaway with, um, Ethan Hawke and some Disney singing person getting into a car and driving oh. away in a Ford Mustang. Yeah. That's, that's the movie from the uh, director of uh, An American Haunting. Courtney Solomon or something like that. Anyway. Get away <laughs> from this film. Oh, really? Aw. Waka waka. See uh, there? Yes, I see. Put me on the cover of the Blu-ray. Uh, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Nothing else to see about that shit. Holy. What a... That was like... Setting a dumpster on fire and then pushing it over a hill towards a nursing home that is mounted just below a child care center. Ooh, ouch. Not right. good, huh? Oh, that's, and that's too bad because that is the director of An American Haunting, which I really liked that movie. And I've, I know that that uh, getaway movie bombed, but I, I always wondered, like, was, is this guy kind of a one hit wonder and he just, you know, well, I say one hit wonder. American Haunting bombed, but I I really liked it. Uh, I I obviously did too. I'm the one that turned you on to it. Yeah, yeah, you did. I remember. But this was tra- trying to do some found footagey thing with being a fast. And it was. I don't want to talk about it. No. It's garbage. It's utter garbage. Wow. You would hate this movie so bad. I actually contemplated stopping about three different times, and I was like, no. I'm going to hang with this thing and see what happens. And nothing, nothing happens. It's terrible. It's garbage. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's uh, one, two, three. I got four. All right. Nice. Okay. Over to you. Now it's time for some TV terror. Now I'm going to start getting into the movies that I've been watching on uh, on the tube. And um, starting <laughs> off with... Um, Wes Craven, he made a movie called Invitation to Hell. Um, and this is one that I had actually, I, I actually remembered this one uh, uh, back when I was a kid. This would have came out when I was probably 10 years old. And it's one of those where it was probably, uh, my parents were probably busy doing something and I was actually able to watch most of this movie. Um, so I, I remembered it growing up. Like oh, there's that there's that movie something about hell and and something about the the dad in the movie he has to put on a, a an astronaut suit in order to go to hell to rescue his family and yes that is in the movie um, that sounds amazing yes uh, but and Robert Urich is in this <laughs> and Joanne Cassidy uh, so the movie itself a family moves into this suburban type. Uh, community and they are talked into joining this uh, health club or this fitness club for the for the you know the elites in this town and he is Robert Urich's character is always like kind of like eh, I don't know about this this seems shady but everybody else in town is 
he's a developer and he's making this uh this spacesuit that can, de- can that can detect um non-human entities well the spacesuit detects a bunch of demons and this town is being taken over by demons and his family included so he has to somehow there's a door that when you <laughs> when these people are converted to demons or whatever they go through this door and it's like this big ominous looking fake cheesy looking door and that leads to hell and then they come out demons okay follow me kind of sort of yeah okay so then he <laughs> so then he has to go through the door and go down to hell and rescue this family and it's uh, it's absurd but i the whole way through i'm like yeah this i remember this this sucks but it's cool yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's funny watching. Like this was 1984, and this came out like the year that Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Like one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and you would not, you couldn't tell this would have been directed by the same guy. Like this feels like a no-name director TV movie of the week with a super low budget. But I enjoyed it. Now I'm like, get yeah, this is crap, but it's my crap. I'm. Put on that space suit and go to... And, and of course, Hell is like... All, they put some goofy filter on the camera or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's it? I'm like, boy, I kind of remember this being really cool when I was 10 years old. And this is lame, but cool. So, yeah, well, anyway. There's a difference between the 10-year-old eyeballs peeping something out and, you know, old man eyeballs you're like oh i know all your tricks now so yes that sapia filter doesn't do shit for me (laughs) yes um so anyway there's that next up is oh this is so cool um this one here i enjoyed enough to to go back the very next day and watch the last half hour of it to pick up stuff that i missed um so i'm gonna be a bit vague on this one but it's a, a movie called a cold night's death from uh, 1973. This is a TV movie again. And it stars Robert Culp. We know him, right? He's someone, right? Yeah. Uh, the name rings a bell, but remind me who. Um, it, it, as soon as the movie started, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, him. Okay. I, oh, there he is. Um, he was in, oh, Lord, he's been in 168 different, Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yes. Mr. Culp. Yeah. Him. Um I guarantee you, if you would see him, you'd be like, I have that guy. Okay. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. But here, uh, this is actually has very slight shades of the thing. John Carpenter's the thing in this. Uh, a couple of scientific research guys go to this, uh, research facility in the middle of somewhere cold to, uh, do studies on, uh, primates and their they're doing, they're doing experiments on these, on apes in the middle of. Wait, like primates in the cold, like in, like cold, cold Antarctica or something? Yes, I mean, yes, cause I know yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're secluded. Well, I, in, wait a minute. Like, cause there aren't primates there. I know, but they're taken there. That's, it's for some reason who died. I don't know. Just, just roll with it. Oh, so <laughs> they transported the, they transported them there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so they're at I this thought it was facility. like we got to go to Antarctica for the native. Uh, oh no 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 no! no. They're, they're, it's it's there, and they're doing experiments on them, and um, things take a very bad turn uh, in the in this movie. Hour and fourteen minutes, and uh, it moves quick. There's only a couple actors in the whole movie, but 
tensions are running high. And the reason that they go there to begin with is they find the previous uh, person that was doing these tests on these primates uh, was found uh, murdered, killed, whatever. And so they're trying to figure out what happened there. And then they're doing their own research and they're starting to put two and two together. And it's really cool. I liked this movie. It's so it's a spiritual sequel to Project X. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> but it's very talk. It's very talky, low on action. But when it was done, I'm like, you know, very atmospheric and creepy, and I I enjoyed that. And I'm gonna say, I I will say this. Um, I'm watching these movies on like fifth generation VHS dupes. I can just imagine, and I. I I'm, I'm guessing it'll never happen, but I can imagine um, how much better these movies would be if they would get a really, really good Arrow slash Scream Factory remaster to where like they look like top quality shot on film movies. But as they are, it's like it's the lowest of the low VHS, um, and even on a big screen TV, the quality is terrible so there were there's times when whenever it would get dark out you're like well i'm just literally i'm just listening to people talk because i can't actually see really what's going on but i was yeah. still engaged so that says that says something but i it's i liked it yeah i know what it says it says something about the uh quality of the content that is on netflix that's what it says yes it does I'm like i'm like there's nothing that i would want to watch right now on netflix but this is pretty cool i'm 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 in. So, I uh, hey, I uh, I'm not knocking Netflix really. I just I am digging that you're more accepting of lesser grade stuff. That oh yeah, I'm. I mean, we're I watching like old school VHS here, boy. That's I mean, old school. <laughs> so awesome. There you, you go. Do another one. Um. Okay. I'll I'll get one more done here. Um. The Devil's Triangle. Uh. This is another TV movie of the week. And bear with me here. The Devil's Triangle from 19... Oh, shit. Um, you'll want to cut this out. I'm sorry. Satan, nope. Satan's Triangle. Not the Devil's Triangle. Oh, Satan's... The, devil, the, the Devil's Triangle is another movie. This is Satan's Triangle. Um, well, you know, he has... Beelzebub has a lot of triangles. He has a lot of... Crossover. Yes. Yes. So he is um, heavy with the geometry that yes. that bastard. He, I know, I know. And this one here, TV movie of the week from 1975, a female survivor. Uh, there's a, a shipwreck. Two Coast Guard helicopters come in to rescue whoever is on the uh, this boat, and uh, things take a turn for the worst. Uh, one guy goes onto the boat, rescues the woman. I'm not, I don't want to give too much away, but then you find out what actually happened to the boat and, uh, why the woman survived and what she had to do to survive. And it has a great twisty Shyamalan type ending actually, uh, that I was, I was impressed with. And it's another one. I just said it, I'll say it again. I think that this one here, if this would have a proper remaster, it would find new life on uh, Blu-ray because this was a very enjoyable movie. By the time it was done, I'm like, no shit, you got me. That was a cool little ending there. That was a very Twilight Zone. Like all of these feel like uh, feature-length Twilight Zone movies, like the like the the Cold Nights, whatever. That felt like a a Twilight Zone 
movie yeah. of the week. These are all like that, where there's minimal cast. You can tell the budget is low. So they had to come up with a pretty inventive, unique little storyline. And Satan's Triangle is that. It has a cool, twisted little storyline. Sounds good. I want to watch it. And, but, you know, it has Satan in the title. So. Yeah, exactly. And now this one here, the this one here, like the quality of these that I'm watching is bad. This one here was really bad. Uh, but <laughs> I watched the whole thing, and when it was done, I'm like, yep, that gets a thumbs up. So... Thank well, you. The the price was right. Yes, on the, the on the blue tube. Yep, that's right. And Kim Novak was in this, and she was in. Uh, I think she was one of the main stars of uh, Vertigo with James Stewart, the Alfred. That K- sounds Hitch. right. Yeah. Yes. So she was one of the main stars. In it. It's funny with these older TV movies; they actually they were getting like name actors uh, in these movies, like people that have been in other. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are not sci-fi originals. Although even the sci-fi originals, they have name actors too. But um, it's weird how like, I well, wonder. It, it's different now because sci-fi originals used to have more name actors, or at least one. And now it's their garbage. And maybe <laughs> in twenty years, we'll be like, "Oh, yeah, remember that guy from Sharktopus yeah. versus the yeah. three-headed Octa, whatever the hell." Yeah. Oh, Tara Reid. Uh, Tara Reid's in this one again. Great. Oh yeah, she's the fourth Sharknado. The yeah. for, the, what, the what is it? The Force Awakens or something like that. She's something. using Force power. I don't know. It's yeah. garbage. I yeah. saw it on Netflix and was like, I still have not seen any one of those movies. Anyway, I, yeah, okay, derail. That's it. Okay. Uh, before I get into my, I have a question for the show. Uh, how do you still have ice in your cup? How is that possible? Oh, there's not. We have much. been recording for forty-seven minutes, and there's... my ice was gone before we even hit record. It, it was a full glass, and now it's like a third left. So it's um, it's working its way down. But mine was full, and within five minutes, it's all gone. Well, but you have a little cup, and I've got the big. I've got the big gulp. Nah, I haven't. I haven't turned you over to the dark side of no. the small cup. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> we'll get there. Okay, now let's see where we at in time. Oh, we're good. No, it, yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of movies, dude. Okay, let's go with uh, Tween Adventure Movies Round 1. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you said yes. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Maze Runner and oh. Maze Runner Part 2, The Scorch Trials. Uh, that's what I want to talk about right now. The uh, I thought this one, as far as Tween shit goes, I thought uh, first the Maze Runner trailer looked good i thought wow this this might actually be something that i'm kind of interested in as far as that tween dystopian future where i have to find myself and i'm the key to everything that you find in so much of this tween garbage uh but uh with this one the writing was actually decent and the premise was actually interesting and the filmmaking was actually good and the ending was interesting i want to see more the first maze runner movie i give this a solid thumbs up i quite enjoyed it shockingly so okay i guess i was just really expecting disappointment and i quite enjoyed it i thought it had a very interesting premise and and the writing was decent and it wasn't Mm. Ah, we'll get into some other shit before the end of the show but 
let's just say it, I en- I very much enjoyed this movie. It didn't go like all goofy, like um, the Hunger Games, where it's like all of a sudden you're in a city and everybody wears these clown costumes and looks oh, yeah stupid and huh. You're trying to be different and and weird and unique, and it's just it's stupid. This movie was not like that at all, and it also, I mean, you got a Lord of the Flies thing going on here because the premise: kid wakes up in an elevator, a service elevator. He's being going up. He the the doors open up, and he is taken into a Lord of the Flies kind of situation in a field that is surrounded by giant, huge walls, uh, and these doors they're basically they're in the middle of a maze and the doors close every night on the maze. So if you stay in the center, you're fine forever. Okay. Uh, During the day, during the day they have crews that go out and search the maze, but at night you better be back by sundown because then doors close. And if you're trapped in the maze, you're dead. Like all kinds of nasty biomechanical robot, nasty monster things come out and, will kill you and nobody has ever survived. Yeah. Nobody has ever survived a night in the maze. Uh, so anyway, in, in that situation, you normally would be thinking, okay, we're going to have this group over here and this group over here. And this guy's an asshole and whatever. But no, this kid wakes up in a situation where we're like, Hey, we're working together. Come help us all work together, which was so refreshing. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I gotta fight my way through all these dickheads to get to, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's a very generic trope. But this was very refreshing in that sense. Now, I, let's skip to the end. Where this thing goes in the end, I was kind of shocked. Because it ends on a cliffhanger, which is what was very interesting cliffhanger. Everything throughout the movie, totally interested, didn't see it coming. This was nothing was, was super projected where I could guess the ending. Uh, and I, I fully enjoyed this movie all the way to the end. I couldn't wait to see the next one. So let's move on to Maze Runner 2, The Scorch Trials, which I'm not going to be spoilery because it's, what, what is The Scorch, to explain to you what The Scorch Trials are, then I have to spoil the first movie, and I'm not going to really do that. Let's just say that for the second film, it, I not as good as the first. Brought it down a notch for me. It still has a lot of very interesting ideas, that I think, I hope they make a third one. I think they're planning to, or if they aren't already, and I will watch it. But second one, not as good as the first. It still brings some really interesting, cool ideas to the table, and I can't wait to see where they go and if they deliver on them. But so far, eh, Maze Runner, awesome. Maze Runner 2, eh. That's too bad. Okay. Huh? That, oh, that's too bad that, uh, that... The, the sequel couldn't quite live up to the first one and, like, you know, progress the story or whatever. I mean, it did, but the first one was, uh, it was such a, it was kind of a gem in a tween rough. Yeah. You know? You know what it is when you're going into these things. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's going to be paint by numbers and everybody's going to have a goofy name and everybody's going to, I. You know, you know. Yeah. I don't even need to explain. I'm that. impressed that, that there. That, so there was no real big, like, no assholes in the movie that he that you're like, oh, here's the here's his. I mean, they they're there were, but they were 
very quickly turned around to be like, no, I'm just the strong guy, and hey, you fought me back well, so kudos, brother, and pat you on the back. Gotcha. You know? Which was like, good, thank you, finally. I, yeah. I don't have a movie. Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Uh, okay, over to you. That's okay. it. I, I did too. Okay, um, well, I've got more TV movies here, or I could I can jump into actual theatrically screened movies now. Um, well, you did uh, a round of Bluetooth. Why don't you do a round of theatrical, and then we'll go back. Okay. Um, okay, let's jump into some more slasher movies, because why not? <laughs> um, seriously, yeah, why not? Okay, so first up is Slaughter High. Uh, have you ever seen Slaughter High? Of course not. Okay. I mean, this was theatrically released. I maybe, <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure it was. This is in 1986. Yeah, it had to have been. It, it, at some point. Uh, it's a slasher movie. Uh, it's funny it's shot in England, but it's America, you see. But it's England. Mm. Uh, Carolyn Monroe is in this. Do you know who she is? Yes, the name rings a bell again, but... okay. Uh, she was a Bond girl in The Spy Who Loved Me, and she was in Maniac, uh, that, like the, the old school Maniac. So she, she's, she's a hottie. Uh, but she's in, uh, she's in Slaughter High as the, I don't want to say the final girl, but she's one of the, there's, there's like his, this is one of those slasher movies where there is literally no one to root for, like every single person, including the killer, is an asshole in this movie. I loved it. I loved this movie. <laughs> Um, so these, these high school kids, so the movie opens with these high school kids, they play a joke on this kid named Marty and, um, everybody in the movie is like pushing 30, but they're high school kids. And uh, this is like, I've seen a lot of slasher movies where you can tell the, it's not age appropriate. Like it's, people are playing characters that are way younger. This is... Like, oh, are you serious? Were, was Who thought this was a good idea to get a 40-year-old dude playing a 16-year-old? It's it's like, what? Uh, anyway. We need we need to make a, a high school slasher film where you, like, people your age and my age are in it playing high schoolers. Like, yes. just to hell with it. Yeah. And just pretend, like, oh, well, I shaved today, so. Hey, yeah. how's History 101 going? And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm going through puberty right now. Do you think Susie likes me? <laughs> oh. Okay, so so the, the they play a prank on the on this Marty kid, and he's he's an asshole to begin with, which I think is kind of funny because I'm like, well, he's the guy that we should feel bad for, but I'm like, yeah, you you kind of have all this coming to you. He uh, he gets acid dumped on his face. Because he put the acid on the top shelf in the science lab, and he's the one that knocks it over, so therefore he gets revenge on these kids. I'm like, what? So there's a there's a class reunion years later, and all of these by now they're 45 year olds or whatever <laughs> show back up at this at this high school, um, and there's Marty with his Joker mask on, and he starts killing them off, and in admittedly very gruesome ways. It moves along at a great clip, and it's it's it almost is like the directors of there's two directors. It's almost like they were like, 
we are going to make a crappy slasher movie and we're making fun of the genre, but I don't think they were. I think this was, this was done like straight face, but wow, everything about it feels very much like, ouch. <laughs> um, what year did you say? This was 1986 and they get, uh, Harry Manfredini. He, uh, they get him to do the score, and he's the guy that does the Friday the Thirteenth music. So, um, not the, but the actual yeah. like, yeah, dun, 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 like the the Friday the Thirteenth music, and they literally lift Friday the Thirteenth music and drop it into Slaughter High, and I'm I'm like, all right, yeah, we got some Friday the Thirteenth going on, but um, anyway, I've talked way too much about this. That, it's, that, it's, no, no, this sounds very much like a. Oh, ah, it'll pass for high school. Yes, yes. Action. Yes, action. Yeah. And they, you know, and they, they of course are doing that in the movie. Like, and that's what's They're funny like, is, but, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. The AD comes up and he's like, hey, um, hmm. So he got his face burned off, but like he was the one that put the acid up there. So it's kind of his, his own fault. So maybe he should slash her himself. Uh, is this a problem that we need to work, work out? It'll be fine. It'll be <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, and I, I love the fact that no one in this movie is likable. Like, there's usually a final girl in in these movies. Yeah. No one is a final anything. It's they're all awful people. Awful. And like, right after the movie was made, I read up a little bit about it. Right after the movie was made, the killer, the Marty character in the movie, he died of a heroin overdose. Like in real life, he's he died. Like, okay. Oh. That's, uh, yeah. Well, now I feel like a total asshole for making drug <laughs> jokes while we're watching. Oh, holy shit. Oh, my God. What? Uh. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? I don't know. Uh, uh. Maybe, maybe just cut out where I say that he died of a heroin. Maybe just cut out where you're like, okay, my next movie is Slaughter High and everything yeah, after that. Cut. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> It's all right. Nobody's ever heard of that movie. Screw oh, it. I'll leave it okay. in. Okay. I'm um, going to get the Slaughter High cult coming after me. Yes. Yes. With acid and... Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to find it on the top shelf and I put it there. And Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're wearing a Joker mask and... Okay. Yeah. And we call, we call that a Tuesday around here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go with... Um, because it's past, uh, because it's, I, I could do a serious movie that I gave high marks to or more comical. Um, I mean, I voted for a theatrical release and you gave me Slaughter High. I know. I technically made fun of a dead dude. So <laughs> I kind of don't want to pick next. I feel okay. like I'm going to fuck it up. Whatever okay. it is. Okay. Let's talk Rosemary's Baby real quick. Yes. There we go. Okay. Have you always liked this movie? Like, did you like this movie initially when you watched it? Yes, yes. I, I, I mean, shit. Who knows what I've said on this show? But I, from my recollection, I, this is my second favorite Polanski, uh, and I think, but I've, I believe I've said that it's a smidge overrated, but I still think it's a an extremely well made film. Uh that that's my re- recollection of okay. my past reviews. What was I have I- to actually go okay. see if I've written anything about it to verify that. But okay, and I 
I don't know why the first time I watched this movie, I when it was done, I'm like, ah, come on, really that? And then I, but I like Roman Polanski movies, and everything about this movie seems like something that I would like. It's a, I don't want to say it's an omen. Type, but this was like the first before Exorcist. There was Rosemary's Baby, so this is kind of, kind of one of the first satanic type themed American horror movies, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that. But I feel like uh, Polanski is the kind of director that you really shouldn't review one of his movies until you see it like two or three times. Yep. And that may sound stupid, uh, or but maybe I'm just dumb. Because I, I feel like my opinion on each movie I've seen of his changes until I get to about yeah. the third one. And then I'm like, now I get it. Or now I see the art in this. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I felt with this movie the whole way through. I'm like, wow, I, it's almost like I didn't watch this before. And I did. I, I remember watching it the first time thinking, ah, that was okay. But like Mia Farrow was kind of annoying in it. And then like this time she wasn't annoying in it. Actually, I was like, I feel so awful for you. I want to help you in this situation because you are trapped in this awful situation with, uh, a goofball husband and a literal cut coven of witches around you. Um, but the, I, I think the ending threw me off the first time I saw this. And I think the first time I watched this was all, was on VHS way back in the day. And I was just like, Oh, okay, whatever. But this time I, I loved this movie uh, two hours and 17 minutes long. And it felt not half that. It, it went by so fast and it was all conversation. Like there was so. Yeah. Little... It's, it's, it's almost like, uh, Kubr- how, how do I say this word? After 11 o'clock. Kubrickian? Yeah. Yes. Like eyes wide shut. I, I'm never bored in eyes wide shut. And this had a similar feel to where, like, what? craziness is going to happen next or how are they going to slowly tighten the the screws on this thing because the whole way through just things get just a little bit weirder and a little bit weirder and a little bit weirder and for that runtime by the end and then we when we actually get to the admittedly batshit crazy ending it it is all the more for me it was all the more jarring especially when you well shoot do I spoil some some stuff here or when we st- it's this movie is from the seventies, right? I sixty eight. Haven't seen yeah. Okay, sure. If you haven't seen this movie by now, then too bad. Yeah. Spoiler but, away. Yeah, but when you start hearing like the other residents of this high rise building start to chant, you know, "Hail Satan" and Satan, like, oh, this is like this is predating The Exorcist by four years. But I'm like, this is admittedly like evil, creepy shit for some reason. Is it? It's two thousand one for the Satan movie. What? 2001. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey for the, for the, for the Satan movie. Yes, it is. Yeah, there you go. Cause it's, it, it, it's, it really is. I mean, it, it's overtly evil and it's like, well, I don't want to say, no, that, that's not the right thing to say. It's, it doesn't shy away from its like hail Satan shit. Oh, not at all. I mean? And it doesn't come yeah. across as cheesy. But, like, like it doesn't, by that point, I'm like, oh, yeah, it doesn't come across cheesy. like, the, like, it doesn't come across like that hammer cheesy where it's like, no, it doesn't. Christopher it, Lee and I got a cross and I'm yeah. sacrificing no. somebody. No, 
No, it's like straight up like I'm like I'm creeped out. This is like uncomfortable. Like, oh, and then how it ends, I'm like, wow, the bad guy wins. Okay. I I thought, oh man, that was a great movie. And I, I'm still shocked that I did not love that movie the first time I watched it, but I didn't. I didn't I was very, very meh on that the first time I watched it. And now I that's way up there with Polanski movies. I still Adore um, the the Johnny Depp one. Um, Ninth Gate. I love that movie, but this is right do you up. Like, which do you like better? Huh? Which I you know do you like better. Um, I've watched that one three times, and I've watched this one twice. Man, I don't know because I you love... only watched Rosemary's Baby twice. Yeah, one time on VHS and then on Criterion Blu-ray. Oh wow, I've watched it probably three or four times, but I I I like the Ninth Gate the best. That's that's. Oh, that movie is my jam. It's I love so it. good. I'll never forget the first time you were like, dude, you have got to watch this movie. And then I remember calling you, I think before the movie was even done, I'm like, this movie is so kick-ass. <laughs> it's <was> so great. Because <laughs> I bought it on Blu-ray and uh, I watched... I might... It might actually go to Ninth Gate because it that movie gets so crazy. And But it's actually kind of similar to Rosemary's Baby where... More and more slowly ratcheting up the tension, and then a completely crazy ending that is it works. I I also often think of Rosemary's Baby at the same time that I think of uh, oh man I can't bring up the name of it right now but the the Winona Ryder movie where oh eh, the Exorcist type movie uh, yeah what was that called I saw that with you in the theater. Um, yeah, we were both shocked that it was actually decent. Yes, and it ends great. I loved the ending of that movie. Oh man, what was that movie called? Wow, I you look it up. You look it up while I move okay. into the, my okay. next round of reviews. But um, <clears throat> I often think of those two movies whenever I watch either one of them, whatever the case may be. But it, it's probably because you get to that third act and it's like, oh, surprise, pentagram underneath your bed, or pentagram underneath the, the apartment below you, and ah, devil. Satan and, yeah. and but yeah, uh, Rosemary's Baby is a like a masterpiece ish movie, yeah. whereas that one is surprisingly I didn't hate you. Yeah, Lost Souls is the movie. There you go. Yeah, good flick. That was a good movie. Okay. Okay. Now, are you ready for Tween Shit Part Two? Ugh. Too late. You hesitated too long. There <laughs> okay. We go. Yay. Tween Shit Part Two. Divergent. I only watched this one because the price was right. If you know what I mean. And that means it was zero. Okay. Uh, I didn't really anticipate seeking out this shit, but I thought that the sequels looked better in the, just going off the trailers. So, I, you know, it's free. What the hell? Give it a watch. Library and shit. Divergent. Not as bad as I expected. It suffers a lot of the problems of, of that tween bullshit where, oh, you have a goofy name. Oh, we're post-apocalyptic whatever, and we're part of... You're one of five factions. There's the worker clan. There's the intelligent people. Excuse me. There's the fighter people. And there's... You have to pick one. And you're, you know, where you're just like, this is... This shit's goofy. Just... Why do you have to be goofy? Whatever. I hung with it. Uh, Shailene Woodley. Are you familiar with that actress? 
That name sounds familiar. I'm not sure of her acting ability. I'm like I'm making no judgments, and I'm not saying this in a, a shitty critic way. I'm not sure if she is really she really understands the teen mentality and is just extremely good at giving that blank-eyed, doe-eyed, teen teen response, or if she actually just is that. Okay. So, acting ability, I don't know. Divergent was not the most painful tween movie I've sat through. And when it got to the end, I was like, okay, at the very end, I was like, now you got some interesting ideas going on. I'm curious to see where this goes. And if you go a certain way, you might be better in the sequel. Okay? So I went on to Divergent Part 2, Insurgent. Better. This was better than Divergent. They went to some interesting places. They broke up some of the things that annoyed me about the first one. And she did a better job acting, which made me think that, oh, she just understands the tween mentality and is portraying it, which was good. Okay. Uh, so there were some good ideas going on in Insurgent, but then you got to the end, and like the first movie, it was a cliffhanger at the end. And the second one was a cliffhanger at the end, but the where, where the second one ended, I was like, oh, oh, damn. I can't, but now I have to see the third one because the way that second one ended, that was the shit. I, and like the ending of the second one was like, okay, it may have taken a movie and a half, but I am like, I, now I am really excited to see the third one because that was crazy. Now we get to the movie I actually want to review. Divergent okay. Part 3, Allegiant. It starts off. I was very nervous at the start because the first 15 minutes undoes the ending of... I'm, I'm trying to be all spoiler-free. That's why I'm okay. being vague. I don't want to tell you anything. Okay, I was going to say, you haven't really even said the storyline of this series. It, to break this thing down, I would have to tell you the entire fucking movie. Okay. So there's no way to say a, a one or two sentence, here's no. what it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, everybody, okay, Divergent Part 1. Every, Chicago is one of the last remaining cities on Earth. There's no, for all they know, they're the last city on Earth. And okay. Everything outside of the wall that surrounds Chicago is dead, and you can't go outside the wall. And okay. there's five factions or some shit, and you belong to one of the factions. I don't know. Then you get to the, the second one, and they bust open. Don't want to give shit away, but there is a thing that says. That brings cause for them to leave the city. Okay. Let's put it let's put it that way. Now we get to Allegiant. That that was the end of Insurgent. Leave the city. Allegiant starts with Whoa! Hold the brakes. Everybody's running for the wall to leave the city and the uh, to the gates, and somebody else slams them shut and says, Now nah, we're not leaving. So for the first fifteen minutes, twenty minutes uh, of this movie, I was like, come on. You had such a great ending. Don't spoil it with it's going to be a civil war type thing. Just go. And they quickly rectified that and exited. And where it went from there, we're, we're not even at the halfway mark of part three of this film. And it was as drastic a difference as um, 
AI, the end of AI. Okay. Do you remember the the end oh, of yes. AI? Oh, very where much, yes. The robots came and it was like, oh, you're in the super future? Yep. That was that was where we were at at the beginning of the second act of the third film. And where it went from there, I'm not even going to get into that, but let's just say it kicked fucking ass. The third nice. entry of this film was worth sitting through the first two films for me. And I think for you, like with the wife kind of material, I think you'd be okay. Like even the yeah. first one, which I didn't really care for. Well, it wasn't painfully bad. It was just, eh. Did two and three eh. make the first one better? Did it make it? Did, did not they consistent? You know? No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. No, but, but they get consistently better. You have to have the first one to make the other two or to, for the other two to exist, but the second one was better than the first, and the third one way better than the first two. That third one was awesome. Like I wow, okay, I yeah. totally dug the the third one. That's and I don't want to get into too much even of the negatives of the second one because I don't want to put the seeds in your head of what annoyed me about it. I'm sure you'll okay. have the same review that I do, but I don't want to tell you in advance just kind of let you go with it otherwise you'll be looking for it so yeah uh but but two i did enjoy better than one so if you go down this road like with why you're looking for wife material it's it's not the worst thing you could do just know the first one is going to be the worst one of them yeah and i hope uh, from what i've read online that there's four books in this tween series and Hopefully they make the fourth one. I don't. I haven't looked at the actual numbers of what these things have uh, made fiscally, but hopefully, I, I would watch a fourth one. That fourth one went. I, it seriously within after the first act, it went that AI route where it's like, nope, you're a thousand years in the future. Didn't you know? Oh, surprise! And it was <laughs> crazy, crazy special effects and crazy everything. It was awesome. Sci-fi nut and me totally dug that. Would you pick? It sounds like you would pick that series over the Maze Runner, the Maze Runner one and two. Because you, man, that's a tough call. Because Maze Runner one was awesome, and Maze Runner two was not. I mean, it was just barely. It was acceptable, even though those were more. Oh man, that's tough. The better question would be, which am I more looking forward to another sequel from? Yeah. And at this point, I would have to say Maze Runner. Oh, really? I think so. Because I think it's redeemable. Did they did they wrap anything up with... Like, if there would never be another Maze Runner movie or uh, Divergent movie, would did they wrap things up in those movies, or... Uh, all... One, two, three... All five of these movies end on cliffhangers. No. Oof. It's wow. tween, It's all tween material. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> so, no. I, I thought that the... That the uh, uh, it's the Maze Runner movies. I thought that I read somewhere where the lead actor in the movie, um, Dylan O'Brien, whatever his name is, he's great. I think that he got hurt. Did Did you read anything about that? That he got hurt on uh, possibly the making of the next Maze Runner movie. I could be wrong. Don't quote I, me no, on that. I, don't, but... I, I have no idea. Okay, because I thought that there was something happened on that series where someone got hurt pretty bad and that's why there has not been another movie. But don't quote me on that. That could be complete BS. Um, if I, so, then... I have no idea. But I do feel like 
you will be watching all of these movies. I just want to come on this show right now and say, these are, I, I can't even, st- I don't want to go super hyperbole like, they're a million times better than blah, blah, blah. These are far, far less painful than Hunger Games and this other bullshit that has been, that yeah. you and I have both watched where it's like, just kill me. Yeah. But maybe it's the sci-fi guy in me where I'm like, there's a little bit of a sci-fi shit going on, so it's okay, Shailene Woodley yeah. acting. Yeah, I, that that Hunger Games stuff is... I I enjoyed the first one. I remember I watched the first one, and then I watched the second one, and I'm like, this, mm, this is not for me. And I think I watched the third one, but I literally don't remember because I... I did. I I'm. I know. I watched the third one. No, no. I watched nope, the first done. one, and I was like, I am done. That hung. I hated that Hunger Games movie. Yeah. It, oh look, it, I got it, teal lipstick, and my hair is all curled up like horns, and I. It, yeah. I hated it. Hated it. At least these worlds, I could kind of conceive of. But the, yeah, it's with with that divergent shit. I, I like. I went in with. I expected to hate that shit. And I was not on board until I got to Allegiant and you finally understand what was going on in the, the entire time. And I, it was like you had to go to the third movie to get the M. Night twist. And when yeah. you did, you're like, I am into this shit. Like, yeah. that is cool. Anyway, we've talked wow, I mean, way too yeah. long about tween shit. So tween, please, yes, do, it's, it's, do you want to do some more? Episode. You want to do some more? You got, we got. A little bit of time because we started. We started a little late. If you want to, um, you want to go another round. You can. I'm done. I'm going to save my okay. other three for the next time. And if uh, you, you want another round of TV or YouTube, I'm going to do. I'll, I'll do. I'll do one more review. One more movie. Okay. Uh, and and then I'll be done. And um, I'm going to talk about just briefly a movie called Crow Haven Farm. And this is a TV movie of the week. And unfortunately, I'm, it's gonna be nothing groundbreaking because it's every bit as good as the other ones I've talked about. Thoroughly enjoyable movie. This is from 1970, TV movie. Um, a young couple inherits a farm in this very rural location and, um, their marriage is a bit strained. Um, she's trying to have a baby and, one thing leads to another. They adopt a child, and that's when things take a very, very sinister turn. With um, that spoiler here, but some maybe some reincarnation going on, and some witches and bonnets and awesome, hey, awesome. <laughs> so the I part two meets uh, Pride and Prejudice meets the yep. witch meets yeah okay Peregrine School for. <laughs> Yeah, for the slow, yes, the devil dog, and the devil dogs, yes. But no, this was this was good. Uh, Hope Hope Lang was in this. There's always like an, an actor or act, you know, there's always something you're like, oh, that person's in that. Because I was like Hope Lang, I'm like, oh, that I I know that person. I recognize you from that thing that you were in. Yeah, that you were in. Oh, okay. But it, this was a fun little. A fun little witch movie. A, a fun burning at the stake movie. <laughs> it's 11.30 at the dot, and here we are. Yes. <laughs> you somehow still have ice, 
in your magical cup. And I was out of ice. That I just spilled all over the computer. Fantastic. Uh, all over the computer. Wait, the recording computer? That, um, yes. <laughs> well, deal with that. Yeah. Apple save. Yeah, Apple save. Save. Yes. Let's just start picking that up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're winding down now, folks. Oh, forget. You, you act like we're still recording. I mean, you might have just, it might be over. No, it's done. We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, we're good. It's it's literally like the glass was empty. It was just ice that I'm now putting back in the mouth. How the fuck do you still have ice? Uh, do you have a do you have a little fridge in there or something? Be honest. Uh, um, no. I don't care if you do. I just want yeah. to the, the the sorcery that goes. Yeah, it's on. it's the witches. It's the witches, dude. I'm. <sighs> yes. Yep. Ah, oh, that was great. I'm. Was Glad it on the computer am... or just the desk? Uh, it's on the desk and underneath the computer, so we're good. Did you? Yeah, not we're... good. Did you pick it up? Uh, good enough. Oh, Crowhaven God. Farm, folks. Crowhaven Farm. Thumbs up. See, I talk about witchy devil movies, and then this is what happens. I... Nah, that's I every get... week. You've only spilled shit on your computer twice in 140 episodes. So yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, again, I, I, for my, my geeky little brain here thinks as I'm watching these relatively cool movies, I'm like, I would love for a studio, some one of these little studios to come along and buy the rights to all of these movies and remaster them and put uh, this gigantic limited edition collector's set of TV movies from the seventies and early eighties. And I would buy them. They're so good. There's dorks like me out there that will buy this stuff. And they're, they're genuinely good movies. It's not, it's not like, oh, this is utter complete shit that I'm watching just because these are, these are fun movies. I like, I really liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, that, I think that there is a, be- a better market for, I, I, granted, I haven't seen these films, but like, even like House of Clocks, is that what it was called? Yes. I yeah. think there's a, a better market for that kind of stuff, which was, was that a TV? That was, um, correct me if I'm yes, wrong. Yes, it was. That, was, that, that okay. was a TV movie. Yep. I'd rather watch that than some of the bullshit that Arrow has put out on Blu-ray. I'm like, fuck this yeah. movie. Come on. Yeah. And same, same goes here. This Crowhaven Farm, the Cold Night's Death, Satan's yeah. Trap. It all sound far more interesting to me than than that. Yeah, and they are. They they're like watching these movies. I'm like, this was a good little Twilight Zone type fun. Again, you can tell the budgets are low, so they really focus on on storyline. And I've liked them all. Heck, even that Killdozer thing. I'm like, oh, I that's kind of a fun, goofy little TV movie. So. Anyway, um, and there's ah. more to come. Actually, there's actually, uh, I actually wrote a full review of one that I didn't even bring up because it was so batshit crazy weird that you'll have to go onto our Movie Freaks Facebook page for that review, uh, probably in a couple of weeks, but, uh, it's waiting in the wings. So you'll, I'll get to that one later, but I'm, I'm saving that one. Cool. I can't wait to read it. Okay, I think that's gonna wrap us up for tonight. I'll just save my other three for another time. If they're not, uh, 
super important to get to. <laughs> um, as always, you can get a hold of us at Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword for everything uh, at yahoo.com for email and on the Facebook page and at the Twitter. And we will respond to all communication, so please let us know what you think of our reviews and the show and yada, yada, yada. Anything else you want to add for this episode? Do you want to do Coming Soon? Um, um, I, 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 you, hesitated I, too, s- you hesitated too long, so yes, we're going to so, no, no, Yeah, we're, yep, okay. you're up first. Go ahead. Okay, um, I've got some Code Red movies that I'm going to be talking about probably next, not probably, guaranteed next episode. I've got some Code Red uh, and their movies, his movies, Bill, uh, Code Red Bill, his movies are always interesting to talk about. So stay tuned for some obscure, more obscure stuff. Man, all I talk about is obscure, weird horror shit on our show. I need so, to watch more. St- okay. Well, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I, who cares? But yeah, for, for me, it's like, I, I love finding these weird, movies that most people have not heard of and between this show and my own show i like i love talking about those well that's the point of this show that's what i wanted to do with this show that was the ultimate goal was to bring a light to lesser seen films from every decade yeah well there's more head your way then dear listeners stay (laughs) tuned that's good because i i cover all kinds of shit so i need you to fill in sometimes when i'm watching mainstream crap if that's 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 a good good combo nobody gives a crap yeah. what i think about me anyway coming soon for me i got reviews for you for hail caesar free state oh, nice. of jones the black cauldron and mm. then i'm gonna watch some more shit but i've i've kind of been a little movied out i watched so much crap in the last couple of weeks not not crap so many movies that i'm a little movied out so i'm like watching a little bit of Sopranos and Simpsons and South Park and uh, started a new Zelda game. Like, just mm-hmm. I need, this part of what I do. I need to... I will sit down and watch 15 movies in a week and a half and then I'm good for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Seinfeld is kind of our go-to as far as if we're not watching movies, we're watching Seinfeld. Which... For some reason, Seinfeld is is comfort food. I can turn it on halfway through an episode. I can turn it on. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm I'm immediately caught up on what's going on, and it's funny. And then ten minutes later, it's done and good. I needed a laugh. Moving on. So Seinfeld is kind of my go to TV show right now. Before we recorded tonight, I popped on the Seinfeld, and we were halfway through an episode and watched. I watched one whole episode. It was it started at the halfway point and went to the halfway point. It was like, well, time to record. Yeah, and the thing <laughs> is, you missed nothing. You literally missed nothing. It was nope, random nothing. So because <laughs> it's a show about nothing. It was yeah. great though. It was, it's good. I love it. Yeah, but I've I been going through show. the Sopranos again a little bit, and yeah. Nah, anyway, good. not gonna get yes, into all I've, that. I've never uh, I've never watched one episode of that show. It's it's fantastic. It's like six seasons of Goodfellas. Oh, it's don't that say that. Good. I don't have I don't have time for that show, but I'd love to watch it. Okay, well, we got through more reviews than I thought we would tonight, and that's awesome. So uh, I guess that's gonna do it for this episode. I will see you next week, sir. All right, man. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.